0: Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand up comic host of Bachelor Nation News here on July 5th, 2023. I got a lot of content for you today. We have a podcast war heating up between Nick Vile and a comedian. This and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. You know, it's always a good day when our featured content is a Maddie Pruitt clip and a Nick Vial clip. They don't disappoint. Maddie Pruitt is peddling, and I don't know a better word to use than peddling. She's peddling a new Christian dating app. And the comments on it are people are getting charged a lot of money. But listen, uh, the Lord ain't free, folks, (laughs) okay? So the Christian dating app, very expensive. But what do you want out there? I got that story, and Nick Vial slammed. Ripped into by Jared Fried, comedian and host of the U UP Podcast, just ripped into for several different reasons. I'm going to play ref Dave. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to tell you where it's petty, where it's justified and all of that. But first, speaking of podcasts, we have Jess Ambrose and a clip to share from her podcast, Your Mom and Dad Pod. Let's do this. Let's get into it right now. Let's cut the music. Uh, We're a little short on time. I'm actually, I believe, I could be wrong, I believe I'm going to get an interview today driving with Dave Style with Courtney Robertson. So I'm going to be driving back to Los Angeles. As you guys know, we're staying in the desert this week. Uh, We did a beautiful, beautiful um firework display last night, a drive-in firework, the perfect place for an introvert to sit in the car and watch the fireworks and drive home. No interacting with annoying kids stuck next to you. Let me tell you something. I got enough of that at the pool. That's right. An absolute battle uh, cry from the pool here on 4th of July. It's 115 degrees. You shouldn't be in the desert. Here we are regardless. And the pool, about 75 to 90% of the pool was overrun by adolescent Hooligans, and I don't know a better way to describe it other than these kids. I don't know if they drank too many Capri Suns, maybe did a couple of lines of pixie dust. I don't know what they what they're putting into the meat these days, the hormones. But these kids were. Just a holes running around. I mean, I got so many balls flying off my chin. It felt like a college uh, party. You know what I mean? Anyway, so uh, it, 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 I survived. Pray for me. I survived. But the the uh, the pool on Fourth of July a war zone to say the least. And anyway, Sunday night, as you guys know, or maybe you don't. Sunday night, I did Katie Thurston's roast. She decided to have host a roast. A bunch of comedians did it, and Jess Ambrose was the only non comedian there. Well, her podcaster mom and dad, uh, which I think I'm going to be on in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. Her podcast, uh, she talked about her experience doing the roast as the only non-comedian. They had some nice words to say about us. So let's have a listen.
1: It meant everything. And then afterwards, some people joined us at a local San Diego bar and that is why, listen, I <laughs> I wasn't really drinking before the set because I was so nervous. But then once I was done, I felt sweet relief. And I'm like, oh, it's time to party.
2: Yeah.
0: I got to tell you, Jess didn't come off as nervous at all. Uh, you know, in the green room before a show, there's always comics kind of like you can, you can get in your own head. And I think the best thing to do is to trust that you've prepared accordingly. And then in the green room, try to stay loose, try to have fun. That way, when you get on stage, the audience gets to feel your energy because if you have a nervous energy the audience is going to pick up on that they're going to feel weird of course Jess had none of that
1: so party we did until the wee hours yeah
0: and you know what here's the deal like we had a blast and once we went to that bar afterwards I'm going to be honest with you like I definitely wasted some people's money because they would like hand me a drink and I would be like, thank you so And then I would do like the thing where I like <laughs> hide it behind the chair or something to make it look like I had it. That was me. Uh, Evan and me, and, I, and Evan and I were both fake drinking as <laughs> the mid to late 30 somethings that we are. I got, I think, three or four years on Evan, but it's a like, listen, I, nothing felt better than driving home back to the hotel Sunday night knowing I wasn't drunk, knowing I wasn't going to be hungover the next day. Can't say the same for Katie. She got smashed. Jess and um, my wife, I, all, basically all the the ladies had a good time, and the guys we maintained our cool and drinking it. You know what I mean? Because you know, you just don't, you just know yourself, and you're like, I'm old now. Like, if I keep going down
1: this road, Dad like, can't handle it. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be a problem. No, you know, I know just, what I mean? I respect that. And I then did. we knew, so knew we were like gonna a, record had, today, so yeah. we were like, we're already hung over enough. I'm like, if we would have had more, it would have been a problem. And I had like a collection of shots and drinks just like around the corner that I had not touched, and I've been like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> couldn't do it. He had a full lineup of shots that he was just putting to the side That he was like,
0: nope, nope, (laughs) nope. Yeah, yeah, seriously. We had so much fun. It was so much
1: fun. So thank you everyone who was so supportive and came out and to those members of the family and broad squad who were so wonderful and kind Mm -hmm. and to Katie, I adore you. She is so talented and funny and if you have the opportunity to see her do and also a massive special shout out to Dave Neal.
0: Yeah, Dave Neal crushed.
1: Dave Neal crushed, but Dave Neal also was the one who he met with me and went over my jokes and helped me rework stuff and encouraged me and helped show me the ways as much as he could. It really helped me a lot. So thank you, Dave. We love you. Absolutely, and do you have anything to say
0: to me? Oh, so they were just fantastic, and uh, yeah, Jess came over. We worked on her jokes, but let me tell you something. She had it all. She would have been fine without any help. It was just a little bit of like, well, ended on this word and not that word because this will hit harder. You know that you know just the specifics uh, of uh, you know of it. But as far as creativity goes, she had it all. She absolutely destroyed. I will have. Um, some of my content out publicly, but not all of it. There have been some people that were so worried that the jokes were so dark that they didn't want them out publicly. And I don't blame them for that. Roast jokes should not be public. They are available on my Patreon. My entire roast is on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. You can go check it out. I uploaded it all for you. So go check that out. And I've got a response to a comment I received, which we're gonna to get to right after our quick word from our sponsors. So there's some people wondering about Charity's parents' age because they've said they've been married for 48 years. uh, But in different articles, he's 64. I think they're both 64. So people are like, what the hell? Did Charity's parents get married at 16? But then again, you know, times were different 60 years ago. So I don't know, 45 years ago. Either way, uh, whether they got married at 16 or 18, maybe the military was involved. I don't know what the deal was. But uh, uh, anytime you have parents, and I always say this about Tasha's parents who are happily married, I go, what's the rub with a happy marriage? I've only been raised by divorced parents. So like I don't understand. So you don't, they don't yell at each other to pass the effing butter at dinner? <laughs> what's silent treatment like and all that jazz? But I did get a comment from somebody. I wanted to share it with you guys. And there's no hate to this person for commenting, but it just, it's just funny to me. There's this misconception that I, that I hate people that disagree with me. So the commenter said this, you know, I've been following your channel, Dave, happily. And again, I love Commenters, I love all of you guys. There's no ill will whatsoever here. But the person said, You know I've been following your channel, Dave, happily for quite a while, and I just want to make a comment about something, and you know we do have a constitution in the U.S., and we have free speech, and I just feel like unless we all agree with you, we're not allowed to say how we feel in these comments. So first off... I I respect free speech but that doesn't mean I take it on the chin I have the chance to rebut somebody's free speech so already my guard is up for no reason whatsoever because I don't even know what they're about to talk about but it's like no yeah of course I might be defensive if I'm criticized but it doesn't mean I don't I don't block I don't block anybody I mean my my channel is the most free speech comment section in the world unless you're doing hate speech of any kind you're not getting blocked so she said please prove me wrong it feels as if you were never really on board with the new background Bachelorette, who was chosen, Charity Lawson. And with that being said, Matt James' season, we all know it on Bachelor Universe, the fans was a complete dumpster fire, as was the season with the pilot and with Gabby and basically no offense. Charity is highly educated, no insult to the other previous Bachelor ladies, but they had a platform and choices to make and kind of threw away great choices. Michelle, the teacher, the only Bachelorettes I really like, to be perfectly honest, are Caitlin Bristow, Andy Dorfman, and I really loved Trista. This was way back in season two. So anyway, she goes on and on and on on uh, saying black women are just as beautiful as white women and should be seen as just as talented in color at some point should never matter, should be about the woman, but we're still not there yet as a country, sadly. And though no, look, I totally understand that so many biases exist out there as a country, but why the hell are, is this person assuming I've got anything against charity? Have I not been perfectly kind and happy that it's charity? Does charity need a parade from Dave Neal? I don't understand. She said, Katie Thurston was a complete dumpster fire, and I mean, you went out of your way to to, vet, to defend her. It was really something to watch, as she just made crazy mistake after crazy mistake and couldn't shut her mouth. So I just want to see a little bit more love and respect for my charity girl. That's all I have to say. And my response is complete befuddledness. Is that a word, befuddledness? I've, I, what? Befuddledness is a word? befuddlement. Okay, she says befuddlement. I just got a dictionary explained by my wife here. I'm in befuddlement, folks. I mean, look, I watch this show as a job, so I'm looking at it so closely, I don't really have much of an opinion. Do I think Gabby from uh, Zach Shall Cross's season would have been a good bachelorette? I think so. She would have been the Becca Kufrin type. You know what I mean? She would have been like scorned and recently broken up with this and that. But do I think Charity's bad because she has an education? No, not, not at all. First of all, Charity, I don't care how many how many degrees she has in psychology or being a therapist or whatnot. She's still a young adult woman and a young adult men and young adult women make stupid mistakes. So she's going to make some stupid mistakes. She's going to get messy just like everyone else. Isn't that what we want? Uh, the, the show, in my opinion, is not dependent on the lead necessarily being messy. I think Charity will be way more interesting than Michelle Young, but probably, I don't know if she'll be more or less as interesting as Gabby or Rachel Recchia. I thought they were a mess and not necessarily in a good way. I thought Rachel Recchia uh, was not meant for, I mean, her anxiety got the best of her the way Claire Crowley did, absolutely. But I don't judge anybody based on if they're going to be a mess or not. Charity seems like a lovely person. If there are any, and again, not not to make this all heavy, right? But it's like, again, just befuddlement. If there are any timestamps to any videos where someone wants to essentially accuse me of being, I don't know, anti-charity or anti-black lead, please Send them my way, your comment won't be ignored. But we have to remember, like, those are some heavy allegations to put on someone. Say, black women are as beautiful. Yeah, uh, charity's gorgeous. Absolutely. Taysha Adams is gorgeous. Just because they make fun of Taysha's PPP loans all the time doesn't mean it's got anything to do with her looks or anybody else out there very confused. Please feel free to respond or email me with further information. And I think we're ready to get into our featured content. So we've got two clips I'm going to share with you. They're both available on today's YouTube. It was a real Sophie's choice. I couldn't decide between which one I wanted so I'm going to include both of them. But right after, a quick word from our sponsor today which is Microdose Gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. So when I'm reading your comments, letting you commit your First Amendment rights, and I'm responding, maybe I've had an edible or two. Microdose is available nationwide. Why. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use my code Hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, microdose.com, code Hour. I have to tell you, I'm holding the microdose in my hands right now. The Patreon will uh, will tell you because they're watching patreon.com slash Dave Neal and I got to tell you the best part about microdose this company this brand we've been working with is how good they actually taste and um, they're made with organic cane sugar and I got to tell you the gummies because they're microdose levels you don't like normal gummies come as like 10 milligrams but these are only 3 milligrams so you can have one or two whatever you know you feel like having if you never had them before have half of one if you're like my you know my wife just lick it she's like I'm too high she licks it it's like eat the dang thing right live a little but either way um they're delicious it's a good dessert treat anyway uh enough on that so anyway let's get to our first clip of the day i'm going to save the nick Vielle beef video for the second clip because it is white hot but first let's get to maddie pruitt shilling i think it's the proper word here shilling a christian dating app have a listen we've got maddie pruitt today On our Bachelor news, Bachelor uh, former Bachelor contestant Maddie Pruitt is selling a Christian dating app. Maddie Pruitt advises single Christians to try dating app. Details being the wife that God's called me to be. What we're going to do here is I'm going to play the clip that Maddie has where she said Grant is not God. Grant is her husband. He's going to fail me and he's going to let me down. Hey, that's actually pretty you know sage advice to tell people like look your husband, your spouse, your partner they're going to they're They're going to let you down. They're not God. I don't care what they tell you in the bedroom. They ain't doing it for you. Uh, But we'll listen to what she says. I'm going to give it my fair response. I know everyone thinks, oh, Dave makes a video about Maddie. Dave hates Maddie. No, I don't. Not at all. But every time she sells something that is faith-based or relies on the faith of others, we gently roll our eyes because we know Jesus uh, was flipping tables when he saw that people were, you know, making money off of religion. Right? Right? Am I wrong? Are we doing charity work here? Or are we just making a lot of money? Either way, hit the like button and make me some money. Uh, (laughs) We're going to get into it right now. All right, here's what she said. Let's go to the beginning here and have a listen. It's a good one. To just know
2: all of my needs and desires. Um, No relationship is perfect. No marriage is perfect. Obviously, people fight disagreements. What have you learned about communication? How do you and Grant?
0: How hard is it to communicate with a billionaire's son?
2: handle a disagreement what is your
1: tips on that because sometimes it happens quick and sometimes it t-
0: she's like I'm mad he's like I bought you a new uh, a planet
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sarah you know he would love to be here for this interview to answer that question for you because I'm sure he'd have a lot to say we have learned a lot um I do think you know there is a big adjustment when you know you have You've never been married. You've never lived with someone before. You' there's so much. There's so much new, and so you know, we moved in uh, after we got married into our home, and and you know, you're having. Home problems and you're having you know just life things. Yeah, who
0: gets to use the bathroom when it's time to go you know those. T- there's only seven di- different bathrooms. I wanted the mat- master bathroom well you know yeah I mean it's got to be tough it's like which credit card do we charge the new uh, wallpaper to
2: going on and you're now learning how to respond to those things and handle those things with another person um, and I think that's something that's so interesting about relationships is that a lot of it is not even like about you. There's so much that goes on around you and that happens to you that you don't even have control over and you're learning how to respond and how to handle it with grace. (laughs) And so we definitely, that was a big adjustment um, for us at the beginning. I would say the first couple of months, we were definitely trying to find our bearings and figure out, you know, how to just respond well to things. You're learning a lot about that person. Oh, this is how you, you like to spend your mornings. You know, This is what you like to eat at night. And um, you know you expect more time together. You expect to, to-
0: Is this something you should be learning once you get married? Now look, again, some people wanna save themselves for marriage or whatever. Some people don't wanna to live together before marriage. I just, I feel like in today's world, and I could be wrong, you could let me, no, Dave, you're completely wrong, but I feel like in today's world, don't you wanna do a trial run first? Don't you wanna not find out Your partner likes to eat Cheetos at midnight in bed and the whole pillow looks like an orange. You know what I mean? Don't you want to know that?
2: Be with friends more. And so you're just learning um, a lot of those things. But I I agree with what you said about how important communication is. I think that's something I've seen um, is just the power of of communicating. You know, hey, uh, I think for me, for example, I was very um, when we first got married, I think I expected him to just know all of my needs and desires. And so I, that was very unfair to him. When we
0: first got married, uh, nine months ago. Now, I uh, I completely agree with Maddie here that communication's key and not assuming the other person knows what's going on in your head is key. So good on them for learning that. That's a big step in a marriage.
2: And so I finally had to get to a point where I was like, okay, hey, when I come home from a three or four day trip, I would love to have the whole evening with just you. I want us to eat a meal together. I want us to ask intentional questions together. Um, and just enjoy an evening. Um, And I had to really learn to communicate that because that wasn't something he just could understand on his own. So we've learned definitely um, through uh, just the importance of communication through trial and error, like the moments where we've done just such a bad job of it in the moments we've crushed it um and i think just having grace for each other and patience for each other is so important and that was something that again i had to learn very early on is um hey like don't take life so seriously like he's He's not God, so he's going to fail me and he's going to let me down and I'm not going to meet his every need all the time and he's not going to meet my every need all the time and that's why my hope is not in him. And I think that's... And
0: this is just another, like, I agree with her on the have grace for your partner, but this is where it just sounds like we're regurgitating scripture and we don't even know what we're saying. She said her hope is not in him. Maddie, what the hell do you mean? Now, before you leave a long comment and dissertation, oh, please comment, but it's like, I understand... I understand what she's saying is her hopes in God and faith and all this, but at the same time, like, what are these her words or is this just, uh, are we parroting, you know, what we've been told?
2: Really, really important as a believer is to make sure that you're seeking that relationship with God. And if you're trying to find, um, you know, all of your hope, all of your worth, all of your value, all of your purpose, everything in a person and in a relationship, uh, with another human, it's gonna continue to let you down. And so for me, it's been so important in the mornings, like I wake up, I go have my time with with God and I get in my, I have a prayer closet and I get in my prayer closet and I pray and, um, And I just spend time, you know, reading the Bible and just like filling myself up and reminding myself of what's most important. And then from that place, I'm able to really be the wife that God's called me to be and to really love him well and and to meet his needs. And I think we've both seen the importance of that, especially when conflict arises. You kind of mentioned that, but especially when conflict arises, like if I have not spent time with the Lord and if I have not uh, reminded myself of what's most important, that's where a really you know not so pretty side of Maddie can come out and i can just be really selfish and 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 just have such unfair expectations and so that's why it's really important for me to kind of get my heart right in the mornings and um, and to just align myself with uh, with the Lord and and kind of love from that place.
0: Even the Lord's like, can you quit using my name? Um, no, but listen, I, I get a lot of comments. Oh, Dave, you hate Maddie, you hate Christians, this and that. I agree with almost, uh, but with most of the things she's saying here, I, I think I, I look more inwardly, like spiritually, as like we're all connected uh, as a through line, like through our hearts and souls, not some like greater being in the clouds, just because that greater being in the clouds has been used in a lot in the past to manipulate us into wars and uh, I Think this way, think that way. You're with us, you're against us. Like that whole issue I have, an, I have an issue with. And she's not really using that here. She's she's using God as a through line to say, hey, have faith in the greater thing. And, and I believe in all of that. Um, I uh, I just I just think that it is times she's not doing it, but it is times when pastors and people will look down on you and say, God says don't do this. God says being gay is a sin. God says this and all that. It's like God never said that. God never said any of that. You're using this mythical man to tell others what to do. God wouldn't appreciate that at all. Uh, The God that actually is about um, uh, pure, unconditional love, the the loving frequency which binds us all together, would never tell you something to be fear-based. You're going to hell if you don't do X, Y, and Z. God, that's that's not it, folks. If ever in life, whether it's God or or a salesman, if anyone ever tries to sell you something based on fear, you look at them, you turn 180 degrees and you run in the other direction. So, I also included in the YouTube video, which I'm not sharing here, two different videos, two different YouTube videos of people that have tried that dating app that Maddie is promoting, and they said essentially the basic level is $15, but you don't really get to talk to your matches, and it doesn't have all the things. They upsell you to the $30 a month level. Listen... I don't think God would ever have a problem with dating apps, but I think $30 a month is finding a Christian that expensive. I don't know, folks, maybe. And we're going to get to the Jared Freed uh, eviscerating of Nick Vial. I mean, he really does lay one down on Nick. uh, Gloves completely off. We're going to get to that story right after a quick word from our sponsor. So every once in a while, I'll have like a 15-minute YouTube video, and I'll turn it into a 90-second Sparknotes version. This isn't it. This is actually more interesting in its long form. So I'm going to play the clip of me listening to Jared Freed dismantling Nick Vial. I mean, dismantling him. And then I add my own thoughts in between. Some of it's catty. Some of it's got legs. Um, and some of it's just, you know, your typical podcast war. Snark, if you will. Have a listen. That's
3: why when someone's like, you know... You know, I'll, I'll mention, I won't mention names, but Nick Vial dating
0: a 20 year old. <laughs> he goes, I won't mention names, but Nick, okay. So, whatever the fuck she is, he's all right.
3: You know, like, <laughs> I, won't, I won't mention names, but oh, <laughs>
0: he doesn't want us on
3: his podcast. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to be the worst person on his own podcast. He hates I guess. us
0: yikes says Nick doesn't want to be doesn't want us on his podcast he doesn't want to be the worst person on his podcast shots fired we love a good podcast war so obviously there's a it's a petty grievance in the fact that clearly Jared is upset here that Nick wouldn't have him on his show but that's what the podcasting game is all about trying to leverage opportunity who's got a bigger following this or that but Jared's got a big following so it could be. I mean, Jared's not wrong to to think here that Nick doesn't want Jared on because Jared's a funny guy who creates content that would be threatening, I guess, to Nick's brand. And um, anyway, he he further uh, 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 kind of uh, discusses the uh, lack of uh, friendship that's going on there. Yeah, he doesn't want
3: us on. He doesn't want
0: you know. I don't know. So, but you go. We're cool with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Should we cut that out? No, I don't know. No, okay. that whatever. Cares. I mean, Nick. We're we're willing, ready, what and we able. we do? Just let us know what we did. We just want to come on your podcast and steal your audience from you. Yeah, that's it. That's how he feels. That's how. That's probably why he won't have us
0: on. Jared says Nick feels if he has Jared on that the audience will like Jared so much they'll go from Nick. It's a very scarce way of thinking. I don't disagree with. Uh, Jared's opinion here. I mean, it's his opinion to have, but it's a very interesting opinion that he thinks Nick doesn't want to have him on. I mean, Nick does love having celebrities on, but not... Fellow podcasters, if that makes sense, so it could very much be in his business plan. I mean, uh, to be to be quite honest here, Nick's uh, done nothing but sing my praises, but at the same time, privately and also has never asked me to be on. So I kind of agree with Jared that there might be some sort of um, a club, a cool kid club thing happening here, where of course Nick has on uh, you know a fam- famous uh, comedians and other you know uh, influencer type people, but maybe it's part of his brand to not have anybody on that is I guess in his same bubble of content creator vibes I know he worked hard for that audience he went on
3: The Bachelor like 15, 15 times yeah the
0: guy <laughs> so, went to work had to a lot it. of work done in the now, hospital to get those abs no we're definitely not getting on allegedly <laughs> They go, Nick worked hard for that audience. He-, he went on The Bachelor. I can understand that vibe from someone like Jared, who pretty much worked his way up through the New York comedy scene and this and that, and someone like myself, who's worked my way through the comedy scene, where, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of spite when you see someone who just gets famous for no reason other than they made it onto the show. But, but at the same time, you can't fault Nick for playing the cards he was dealt. You know what I mean? Ah, He stinks. Won't have us on. Yeah.
3: We're, we're we're coming with the the Betches brand, you know. You, we were willing to trade goods. Guess what, Nick? We're gonna you, be we're gonna be on one day, no Whether you no. know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> this will be on. He'll play this clip and yes, make fun of us or something. But it's a
1: war. We're starting a war.
3: That's like, the only way to go, yeah. I guess. We I, gotta be not? controversial. Yeah.
0: I actually don't disagree with him. Starting a podcast war, I mean, this goes back to the radio days where, oh, we're 106.9 The Rock, and we're beefing with 94.5 The Jam. And it's like it, it, uh, it, it rallies your audience around each other. Uh, I don't know if this is a war Nick wants to get involved in because it, it just, trust me when I say this, the last person you ever want to pick a fight with on the internet is a comedian. They're going to get the last laugh. They're going to find a way to cut through to you. Well,
3: yeah, sorry. but when you date like someone who's 21 i'm 38 right. if i you know what's the I, youngest you would go fucker date um two different things
0: of, give me both give me both
3: <laughs> i'm not looking to date someone
0: 27 and below okay date yeah so then they go through age gap relationships and mention nick's relationship uh of course and again it's one thing i mean for me personally I wouldn't get involved in the judgment of someone else's adult consensual relationship, but they can, they can do whatever they want. Uh, we do cover this. Let's go to the 9:45 mark here and you can hear them just blasting Nick for um you know, for for the large age gap. Nick's 42, I think his, uh, his fiance is 24. They're engaged, right? They're not married. Are they? No, they're engaged. I think
3: like how do people connect of that differing of ages? Like
0: yeah, I don't know. Connect I, I,
3: over. I know I wouldn't.
0: It always seems like more of a. The bigger the age gap, the more it seems like a blatant like trade
3: of
1: sex for money.
3: Uh, that's usually it... what you. That's usually what it. What it appears to be. The larger the age gap.
0: She says, "The larger the age gap, it's because a trade for sex versus money." Nick, of course, having money and her being sexual. I, I think that's what they're trying to say here. Um, the, the, relationship equity. And what a person offers comes in so many different things. Some people like security, so they might end up with an older person who has more of a secure place in their life. Some people might value attraction and what that person brings to the table. So it's always different. But yeah, in an age gap, it's not usually a young person going after an older person who's poor it's usually an older person who's established but hey maybe it fits into their love language maybe they're mature for their age like when you get into the adult age gap thing it's like okay we're not talking about grooming here some people will argue that you are but it's a tough conversation to have you go look she's all she's she's 24 she's a she's well into being an adult right and maybe he's operating at a mid-20s maturity level you know he's gone through past relationships that didn't work out uh They actually had mentioned the same thing with Leo DiCaprio, where Leo DiCaprio is clearly not wanting someone who's looking to settle down. So he keeps going younger and younger. You can judge it all you want. It's super legal, though. But of course, obviously, it's really more about like the public sort of side eyeing of it. Right.
3: I, I would also argue if I wanted to go deeper. Yeah. If I wanted to make, you know, do my like, you know. Do an impression of Dr. Naomi. Okay,
1: let's hear um,
3: I would say like a, an exchange of comfort for status. You,
1: right. know,
3: you know, sex is the dirty, icky way to look at it. I understand. There's also a thing with men of like, you know, you, you, you catch your tiger and put the, the head on the wall so right. to speak. Say so there's an the ickiest way. Right. Yes. <laughs> to make it even ickier. Yes. To not objectify no, anyone. Yes. Let me just objectify yes. a little more. No, but right. that's kind of, yeah. you know, these are questions we would have had for Nick if he had wanted to come on this podcast and had us on. But, yeah. uh, you know, I guess we won't be able to ask him. How old is Nick? 85. <laughs> no, that's Al Pacino. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, uh, he's got to be around my age,
0: 38.
3: 42. 42? Come on, Nick. Oh, come on. Twice. She's, How old is she? Twice your age. How old is she so we're not, like, talking out of school? 13? 18-year <laughs> <laughs> age gap. 18-year age. age grab? No, but they are 18. So what, she's 24? That doesn't tell the story. 24, 24. 24. And they're now married how many years? Engaged. They got married? They're engaged? They're first engaged. They've been together how many years? Yes. Yeah. Together how long? You know, we were saying the same thing about um, on the At Batches podcast about Leonardo DiCaprio. All
0: right. So then they go into DiCaprio and they talk a little bit more about the subject. And I'll just say this. I've I've been careful to not necessarily trash talk. I'm trying. I mean, uh, it's so funny. I, I pick and choose who I trash talk. It's a political game. I don't have the feelings Jared Freed has for Nick where he's like F that guy. But but to be completely honest, I do feel in my own way slighted by Nick like a lot of people do. And I'll get to that in a second. Here's what Courtney Robertson had to say. We covered this last week. Of course, Courtney Robertson before Nick's time, but the greatest villain of all time, starting a new podcast. Hey, help me out. Maybe come on my show. You know, that's what alumni should do. They should help each other out. They should elevate each other. Oh, you're doing a podcast? I'll come on yours. Not exactly what does it do for my brand, but how do we help each other?
2: So to speak. And I know you had beef with Nick Vial, that little weasel. I mean, I've asked him to come on my podcast so many times, and he said yes, and then he ghosted me. But was there ever... So,
0: Corny Robertson, just in an aside, and by the way, we'll get her on Driving with Dave soon, and we will for sure ask about this, calls Nick a weasel, says she asked him, she did his podcast, asked him to do hers, and he ghosted on her. And that's that That gets around in the podcasting community. It's almost like if you're a mechanic and you've been known to like dupe your clients, it's like, no, you want a mechanic who's going to be honest with you. And in the podcasting world, it is very unique in that podcasting the best way to grow is to do each other's show. So if Nick's saying, hey, come on my show, kind of like how Nick had Reality Steve on his show, then it would be customary for Nick Vial to do Reality Steve's podcast. You understand it would be customary to do that swap. Oh, and look at that. We went into the 30-minute mark here. So this episode was a little bit longer, but I think you deserved it, folks. I think you deserved everything about it. We'll be back tomorrow. I've been podcasting from my mobile studio setup. If you're on the Patreon, you get to watch it. If you want to watch how we put these podcasts together, go to patreon.com slash Neal. There's so much content on there for you. I'm telling you, we give you more than any other channel does for the Patreon for as little as $5 a month. Uh, You get all of our live streams, behind the scenes comedy, the roast battle, all of my jokes, the ones that I'm going to have to bleep out. I got people messaging me, Dave, why did you do that joke? It was too good. Oh my gosh, my mom's going to see it. Whatever. If you want to watch it, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you. Keep on rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.